Welcome to Leading from Alignment, a weekly podcast from Converge Coaching, where our passion is to help you lead better, lead longer, and enjoy it more. Hello again. Welcome to another episode of Leading from Alignment with our good friend, John Opolewski. How are you today, John? Jim, I'm good. Uh, I'm glad we got to visit for a few minutes uh, before we recorded. And uh, just, um, you know, appreciate your friendship. Thanks for... uh, journeying with me all these years we've been doing this now over three years and That's crazy. Uh, thanks thanks for your this is, uh this is what episode 206 206 yeah so we've been doing this for at least 206 weeks together which is yes. crazy almost four years almost, almost four years wow you look great i i think that people would notice they saw the first episode in this one that our hairstyles haven't changed at all that uh right. I, I i may have grown an extra chin but other than that i think we we both are hanging in there so uh, I love the series that we're doing, uh, the, the leadership thoughts. Um, why don't you introduce Pod 206 to us today and, and kind of where we're headed? Sure. Yeah, last week uh, in 205, we did leadership and effective communication. Today, yeah. we want to talk together about leadership and seismos moments. And uh, this word seismos is a Greek word. Uh, that we find in scripture and it ha it's where we get the english word uh, earthquake from yeah. and i'd yeah. like to start today we don't normally do this but i'd like to start today reading just a, a short passage of scripture that i'm sure almost every one of our listeners and watchers is familiar with it's yeah. in matthew chapter 8 and it says then jesus got into the boat and his disciples followed him and without warning a furious storm came up on the lake and I want to stop there for a minute and say yeah. some storms you can see coming if you're paying attention. And then there are yeah. other storms that just descend on you with no warning. Yeah. This was one of those, no warning. Yeah. And it was so such a furious storm that the waves swept over the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. Yeah. How dare Jesus sleep? <laughs> well, bad things are going on in my life. Doesn't he know I'm having a bad day? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and so the disciples the passage goes on to say the disciples went and woke and saying lord save us we're going to drown yeah and jesus replies to them you have little faith why are you so afraid and then he gets up and he rebukes the wind and the waves and it's completely calm and mm-hmm. it, that passage ends with this the men were amazed and asked what kind of man is this even the winds and the waves obey him. It's yeah. just a classic. It is. Passage. Yeah. yeah. And, and leadership has its stormy moments, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Matter of fact, and some you can see coming and some you yeah. can't see coming. Yeah. Yeah. And in verse in Matthew describes this particular storm as a furious storm. And the Greek word is yeah. seismos. Okay. And that's a yeah. word that we normally uh, use to describe an earthquake. In right. Other words, Seismic. This, yeah. right. This was no garden variety storm. And, and we see the reaction of the disciples. It was panic. And in their panic state, those experienced sailors momentarily yeah. forgot yeah. who was in the boat with them. Yeah. And they, they, they wake him up and said, Lord, don't you care that we're in this mess? Right. And and I, I I think I would bet, if I was a betting man, I would bet that some of them 
had this thought crossed their mind. How can he be sleeping at a time like this? Yeah. Jesus, don't you care? Yeah, and right. Jim, have you ever been there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have. Yeah, it's funny because the Mark's version of the same story, Mark chapter four, it, Peter specifically goes to Jesus and says, don't you care if mm. we drowned? And yeah. You go back to David, Psalms 22, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You go to Jesus on the cross, the same thing that the, I think the greatest temptation that the human soul can face is opposition without presence, that I'm facing something and I can't find you. I, I think this is why this is Jesus's yeah. last temptation on the cross is to face the pain of, of everything he's going through in the center of his father's will, but not being able to sense that. That presence, he had, to, he had to be tempted in every way we're tempted, yep. yet without sin. And I think that I think that was saved for last because that is the key temptation of mankind: is I don't feel you right now, and I mm. I can't find you, and I'm in pain. And so right. I I mean that really shakes your faith. Right? If your faith is based on feelings, you're in really big trouble in that moment. Yeah, and and as leaders, we have a variety of storms that get tossed our way. Yes, we do. Um, you know, a personal loss of health. Um, uh, I'm telling you from personal experience, depression yeah. is a seismos moment. Yeah. yeah. And one of the scariest parts, Jim, of my depression all those years ago was for the first time in my walk with God, I couldn't feel him near me. Right. Right. Wow. And when I prayed, I felt it, it was I felt totally disconnected from the Lord. I wasn't yeah. Yeah. disconnected right. from the Lord, but it felt like that. And it was right. absolutely terrifying. Yeah. So depression, anxiety uh, can be a storm in the life of a leader. Um, the loss of people who leave for no apparently sound reason and the pain that accompanies that. Jim, we wrote an entire book. Uh, on that subject uh, about four years ago called putting the good in goodbye yeah um you know the stinging criticism of some people who stay yeah and feel <laughs> and feel yeah. it's their ministry to tell yeah. you everything that's on their mind yeah or they've you know I, i've heard board members say things like and and I don't know if they knew how insulting what they were saying was, but, you know, my job is to make sure our pastor doesn't do anything stupid. Yeah. Um, and and that can be hmm. storm in the life of a leader. Yeah. Um, and I'm just giving you some some examples right. here. The infidelity right. of, a, of a teammate. Yeah. That is both personally heartbreaking and puts the organization you lead in a very vulnerable spot. Yeah. You know, anything that makes you feel like either your personal life or your leadership life is spinning out of control can be considered a genuine seismos. Yeah. Moment. Um, you know, and I, I remember uh, we were, this was, Laura and I were in Traverse City. Boy, this was probably seven years ago, eight years ago. And I have video of this. And uh, we were leaving uh, her aunt's house. We had spent a wonderful day with her aunt and uncle. And we had some of our kids with us. And it was just great. And they live in this beautiful spot, you know, overlooking yeah. the water. Uh, we get out of 
house and we're going down their driveway and a big shelf cloud is coming over the Grand Traverse Bay. And I said, Laura, this is not going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> and, and within five minutes, there were trees and there were parts of wow. buildings flying everywhere. Wow. You could see that thing coming. Yeah. Um, we had a little bit of advance notice. And that's true in leadership, right? That that sometimes there are warning signs that we need to pay attention to. Yeah. You know, let's just take our staff for a minute. Now I'm going totally off notes here. So I'm not yeah. sure where, where we're going here. <laughs> but but I've as a leader, I've had some thoughts about my staff at times or think, I don't know if they're happy or something's going on with them or they seemed troubled and ignored it. And all to find out later that they were going through something and they needed me to pay Mm. attention. And what could have been a garden variety storm turned into a major storm into, into a seismos moment. I I want you to think about well, I mean, I've been talking a lot here, Jim. I want to just yeah. turn the mic. Give me some feedback. Give me some of your thoughts on this. I think, excuse me. I think that I think one of the things that makes these seismos moments so painful is is the misunderstanding that if I'm following God and I'm walking in obedience, that my life should look a lot more like heaven than hell. Um, mm-hmm. A thoroughly unbiblical narrative, if we take the Book of Acts as an example. Um, so I, I think I think if I'm standing on a beach and all of a sudden the person next to me is blown away, I go, what in the world? This is Miami Beach. Only to discover it's not Miami Beach. It's Omaha Beach. It makes a lot more sense in combat that there's there's risk, there's danger, there's casualties. There, your expectation on Omaha Beach on D-Day is much different than Miami Beach on the 4th of July, although they're both probably as deadly as the other nowadays. But that But that thought that, you know, that I, I'm on vacation. Like, this is supposed to be like heaven. Well, there are there are things in this earth that are much like heaven. You know, let your kingdom come, let your will be done. But there's also things in this earth that are nothing like heaven. They're far more like hell. And we are in the whirlwind of both the good things and the bad things. So I, right. I think that that surprise of, no, I, I'm, I'm following God. I'm, I'm regular in attendance. I'm tithing. I'm a leader. I've made sacrifices. I am. So my life is to be a blessed entity period. But we forget that we're also leaders, which means we have to lead others that are going through hard things. We have no comfort to give them unless we've been comforted. We have no testimony to give them unless we've been tested. I, I It's it's a thoroughly unbiblical uh, expectation of God that getting in the boat is always going to be a garden cruise. Sometimes it's going to yeah. be the middle of the night, the middle of the lake, the middle of the storm, because you're going to come out of that storm with stories, testimony, comfort, mm. faith, power, failure, humility, you know, I, I, I understand how much farther there is to grow. Like it, imagine sure. a leader that is nothing but blessed and preaching to a congregation that, that is not, it, it, it almost feels separate. Like you are yes. so holy and I am so cursed. Well, no, I, I think our, our, those that we lead need to know that we're, we've been through storms. Uh, even when we're in storms, we need to talk about them because, because this is Omaha beach, baby. This is, this is not Miami yeah. beach. And so the right. fact that the guy standing next to you got his marriage head blown off, you know, you go, I, I, I that, that's because we live in a sin soaked world, but that's what happens on Omaha beach. So it'll be due now, 
we save the ones we can, we take ground, we move forward. So yeah, yeah I, I think Seismos moments, I'm glad they're just moments. I'm glad they're just contractions, yeah. but, right. but they should not surprise us and we should not be ill-prepared in our faith, in our, sure. in our defense, in our soul for difficult times. So if you're listening today or watching today and you're going through a furious storm, yeah. Um, sometimes Jesus will calm that storm around you immediately when you cry out to him. Yeah. And sometimes he will calm you in the middle yeah. of that storm, even though it doesn't stop. Either way, the one that you serve, Jesus, is Lord of your yeah. seismos. He's yes, he is. Lord of that. And when you're in the middle of it, Jim, all I want to do is get out of the middle of it. Yeah. I want to get to a place where I get, have my feet on solid ground. Yeah. And, uh, and I, at least I have a feeling of that. And, and there are those moments where the Lord, in this particular moment, the Lord instantly calmed it. But if we're honest, and, and I think we all want that, but there are times when the storm doesn't stop for a while and he gives you peace on the inside that yeah. passes understanding. I think Philippians yeah. chapter four talks to us about that, that it's possible to have peace. And I think here's where I've kind of landed with this, Jim, and I'm curious what you think. If Jesus is in the boat with me, no matter what I'm going through, I'm going to be okay. Yeah, right. What do you think about that thought? Yeah, I, I think you say, what, what is their problem in the boat? And what is my problem when I face storms? It's, it's, not, it's not the nearness of Jesus. He was right there. Yeah. It's not that they're in a storm. That's, that's going to happen sooner or later. It's not the, the oars, the boat, the sails, the, the, the rudder. Wait, what's the problem? I think Jesus solves it at the end. He said, why are you still so afraid? Do you still not trust me? In essence, the, the problem is not the storm. The problem is not the darkness. The problem is not the wind. The problem is you don't believe that I'm actually capable and I'm working, that all things are coming together for good. Uh, and, and it makes sense, right? I mean, this is, I think these stories are there for posterity because we all have our storms. Yes. We all have our middle of the nights. We all have our panic moments. But Jesus identifies the problem. The problem was not the storm, guys. The problem was not imminent death. The problem was not the velocity of the wind, the darkness of the night, the size of the waves, the seaworthiness of the craft. The problem was in the middle of it, you looked at those things. And, and you, that's, that's why the storm got inside of you. You're in a storm, but the storm has to be in, it doesn't have to be in you. Mm, when when I'm good. greater in you than the storm, then, then storms come and go. If the storm is greater than I am, and you put your faith in storms, you put your faith in death, your faith in failure, defeat, the, the, the deacon that says, I'm here to keep the pastor of being stupid, like the, the seasons of a ministry where it's deacon possessed, you know, by, by men who are not worthy of that, of that title, their attitudes are unworthy of that title. Right. Those, those things come and go, uh, but Jesus stays. And just saying, I, regardless of the storm, regardless of the ways, regardless of the deacon possession, regardless of the circumstances, I'm going to put my trust in you. Now, now look at scripture. People who did that, who worship in Philippian jails in the middle of the night, what happens sure. to them? Who, who yeah. are faithful to God in the lion's den, who get thrown in the fiery furnace, but, but do so trusting, you know, the, the God we serve uh, will, will rescue us from your hand. 
You know what I mean? Right. But even if he doesn't, we're not going to bow. The people that live that way, that's these are the these are the Hebrews chapter eleven Hall of Faith people, and it's yeah. not it's not the size of their of their their giants. It's the size of their faith in the God who kills them or moves them or you know. So I I I think there's two kinds of faith, John. I think there's the kind that moves mountains, and there's the kind that gets buried under it gets pounded by the mountain, and from underneath all that debris, you still hear the voice saying, "I trust you anyway." Those, those people yeah. will always come through. They'll always be delivered. Their leadership will always stand. So I, I wish this wasn't true. I wish we could pray a prayer and and rub a lamp and the genie named Jesus would come out and move all of our obstacles. That's not, that's not yeah. faith. That's not right. That's not trust. So I got to trust him when I'm disappointed in his answer. I have to trust him when I don't understand and the peace comes that passes reason. Yeah. A reasonable person would not have peace here, but I do because I'm here with Jesus. Yeah. It might have peace that passes understanding that that it's a it's a great sermon to preach it's a great altar call to give but man is it hard when you're when you're when you're yeah. burying children and then having marriage issues and the church is falling apart and your best friends are now your worst enemies and i i'm not making light of these these hellish moments but remember that right. the king of heaven is with you and he'll get you through it and yeah. you got to hold on those are your only option hold on or let go you let go you solve the problem hold on tighter you have the problem but you also have god you know, that yeah. solves these problems. So, so if you're going through a seismos moment today, just a couple of thoughts and then Jim wrap us up. Um, yeah. You know, it's okay to get on your knees and cry out to Jesus. Is it ever? Yeah. Um, I think that that's a good idea. Um, secondly, get on the phone and call your safest, most trusted friend. Yeah. And let them know what's going on. Uh, reach out to a coach. Who can serve as a sounding board to you yeah. lastly please resist the temptation to jump out of the boat yeah because of what you're going through um you know reach out to the lord reach out to a great friend and reach out to a dispassionate third party who will listen yeah. and reflect back to you some truth um, yeah. I think I think those are the responses, Jim, that give us the best shot at navigating seismos yeah. type storms as a leader. I agree. I agree. You know, it's funny. You go back to that boat in the middle of the lake in the middle of the night, in the middle of the storm. If one of those guys would have said, hey, what if we just woke up Jesus and didn't accuse his character? Well, let's try that. Or if someone had been through five storms like that and woke up Jesus every time, well, he knows what to do. I think the problem is you have a group of people that are all, they're all scared uh, of everything. I mean, Peter knows he's dying because he he was, he was raised on that lake. Matthew, I think is looking at Peter because Matt's a a tax collector. I don't know if you've ever been on the water before. I don't know if he can even swim, but, but when he sees the look on Peter's face, he knows he's in mortal danger. So everybody, everybody believes the lie that was so real. It was hard not to believe it. And everybody ignored Jesus until it was time to, to blame somebody. For their problem but i think if one person would have said hey listen it's a storm let's wake him up listen he calms storms i i think i think this the narrative would have been different so i yeah. like i like your thought of call somebody that maybe has been through these sorts of storms if you're a young yeah. pastor call an old one you know if you're yeah. a new father call call somebody that's raising teenagers if you're raising teenagers call someone who's got some kids that have made it into adulthood with their faith intact whatever you're going through yeah Remember, remember your first year as a senior pastor? It went up in the yes. spring, attendance went up, and then went down in the summer. You thought, we're growing. Oh, we're failing. And then went up in the fall. Oh, we're yeah. growing. And the winter went down. Well, 
you don't have data to compare it to where you realize every spring, summer, winter, fall has its own dynamics. Yeah. So you thought right. you're succeeding, you're failing, you're succeeding, you're failing, you're not. You have nothing to base it against. So, but after 10 years, you look at the data, you, re, you expect things and they yeah. don't have the same power over you because the narrative has changed. So in that same way, find someone who's been there for 10 years and ask them, is this what always happens in summertime? Do people always bolt to their cottage? And yes. Well, you're not failing as a pastor then. Your storm has now survived because of, because of walking with someone who has some experience, some wisdom. So I, I think that talk to God on your knees and cry out, talk to people who have experience. You know, this is brilliant, John. Very practical. Thank you for this. Where were you 28 years ago when I thought I was failing and then succeeding and failing? I needed this. I needed this information. So I needed so it too, by the way. I, I wouldn't have been yeah. able to offer it to you 28 years ago. Yeah. So. Uh, it's funny. You know, summer's over with. You know, what's summer? Well, that's the time of year where everybody goes and takes their money with them. And then, the, you know, fall, September, October, you start making up the deficits. But you can, I mean, we said it the other day, right? The July, there's more people telling you they want to resign in July. And the other eleven yeah. months uh, combined. Why That's is that? Correct. Because because they're they're in a new storm, and and it's you don't you don't have to be there alone. There are people that have been through the storm dozens of times, yeah. and I guess that's where Converge can come in, and and the team of coaches that you've recruited that do a, a fabulous job. Like let us walk beside you in these moments where you need a second confirming voice, you need some encouragement, you need prayer, you need that safe third party. So, God bless you, our, our dear listeners and watchers, because we. We have been through storms um, and we've seen Jesus calm them and we're going to go through storms and we're going to need other people's wisdom and counsel, you know, through every season of life. So uh, we're praying for you. We're cheering for you. We love you and we believe in you. You can do this. With God's help. You can do this. And if you need our help, come call us. We'll, we'll wake up Jesus together and, and he'll, he'll calm, he'll, he'll be involved in your storm in a way you never dreamed. So God bless you. Live long and prosper. We're cheering for you as you continue to lead from alignment.